recording. Connors, welcome to the QR podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a long time in the process. Is it about a year? It's probably about a year since we started talking about it, I'd say, yeah. We, mm. we, we got chatting at one of those meetings that we were at and we said it would be great if there was something out there just talking about wellness and talking about ways that we kind of concrete ways that we can use in our own lives to mm. make ourselves a little bit healthier, a little bit better. I suppose I better give a disclaimer because um, at the time and currently I'm working for the pharmaceutical industry. So this is very much non-related to drugs or pharma or anything like that. I suppose uh, our initial discussion after maybe um, a few gin and tonics was about the lack of practical awareness for in not even health but general well-being whether it's mental uh physical psychological uh and then there was a good friend of ours uh with us trina who's um uh, a nurse in limerick and she thought our personalities would be fantastic together and was really pushing it but um i suppose we both because of the profession you're in which we we'll get into we both really kind of wanted to stay distance from too much medical stuff Absolutely, absolutely. And even me working as a, as a doctor, there are things that I need to find out about how to be uh, healthy and to kind of maximize my wellness in my general life that I wouldn't necessarily have learned as being a doctor. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely want to steer clear of clinical trials and uh, all of that kind of stuff, because there's enough podcasts out there that talk about those kind of things. We want yeah. to talk for the general population and for ourselves included think topics that interest us about how to um maintain our health in our regular lives mm. i think this for this is kind of why we got together because um i would be the layman and obviously the ticker of the two so <laughs> i would have the bog standard layman question for what does sleep do for me if i want to play a hurling match whereas i suppose the beauty about uh our friendship then is obviously you being a medical oncologist, uh, see patients daily who could benefit from obviously more sleep or better nutrition or mental well-being or resilience or whatever we we will cover in the in the few weeks. But um, I suppose, yeah, my ignorance is of benefit here is what I'm saying. Well, I suppose the other thing that I should say is that we're always arguing as well. So yeah. right, right from when we got to know each other, because we approach it from slightly different viewpoints. And, and I think that you are uh, fantastically enthusiastic and uh, wide-eyed about all kinds of things, supplements and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and maybe I'm a bit more of a jaded cynic. And I think we probably have, um, we've had some good arguments about it over time. Uh, and hopefully that will come to the fore as well. And I'm not saying that either of us is right. <coughs> Me. <laughs> well, you see, this this is what, like, I wouldn't say it's a annoyance, but you are very, very quick to debunk um, what I would call maybe holistic science, <laughs> even though it's not proven. But you'd be very quick to say, if I said to you, God, I am trying to take more vitamin C in my diet. You are very good at debunking and vitamin C is no good for you. Vitamin C doesn't do this and doesn't do that. So I think that's why this, arg this argumentative conversation might suit if we can get guests on to talk about this stuff. But I think you've, you've, had a, you've reverted on your thoughts on vitamin C, have you? Uh, no, I really, I mean, you've sent me lots of information about it and so on. I do think that there is a role for complementary therapies. I don't want people to think that I'm one of those, you know, 
people who just shut down all discussion. Um, there is a role, we, but it has to be properly researched, you know, and we have to have the same standards for accepting complementary therapies as we do mm. for the treatments that we use, like chemotherapy and, and, and uh, all of the statins for cholesterol. You know, we have to hold complementary therapies to the same standards of evidence. And if you can produce the standards of evidence to me, I'd be more than happy to take it on board. Is there anything kind of non-conventional now that interests you off the top of your head? So say like for, from my point of view, uh, again, being the layman here, sleep obviously interests me, uh, nutrition. Um, the year we've just had, I think the most Googled mental health term was resilience. So like they interest me from the point of view uh, of getting somebody in to talk about it that can have practicalities for you, for me, for maybe your patients, maybe for friends of mine who maybe want to improve performance playing sport or just general well-being. Um, but is there anything off the top of your head do you think kind of stands out for you? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I have a big interest in art and that's how I kind of de-stress at times. Uh, I did a life drawing class a few years ago, so I like to, to draw um, uh, naked bodies when I'm, when I'm not working. Uh, so, but I also teach in UCC um, a class for medical students about learning to appreciate artworks and interpret artworks and it helps them to gain empathy. It's a really fascinating topic. So I'd love to explore that a little bit, how art can help uh, train medical professionals and how art can be useful in our own lives uh, in terms of coping with illness or uh, problems with health and also I'd love to talk about music I'm a big music fan as well you're not a, you're not you don't a great taste but you're a big fan <laughs> I'm a fan yeah we won't we won't go down the taste route uh, right now but I'd love to talk about how music can can help us in times of stress or in times of illness uh, and uh, how it, how it might be able to do that so that would be a big one for me that'd be very interesting yeah just on the um what you said about art there just don't jumped out for me uh empathy would you mind expanding on that like how what are the benefits of drawing <laughs> that creates empathy <laughs> well um maybe appreciating art if you look at an artwork and um, they're mm. not always it's, it's not like reading a book where you're told the story as it happens and the author tells you what's happening uh, so when you look at an artwork there's a lot of uh, interpretation going on so you might have two figures in the foreground of a painting and uh, when you're looking at it, what you might see might be different from what I might see. So you're trying to figure out who are these people and what is their relationship to each other and what is the context of the painting. And if we can get medical health professionals, be it uh, junior doctors or nursing students or speech and language therapy students, to look at paintings and try and speak amongst each other and talk about what's going on, they learn to work as a team they learn to respect others' viewpoints, and then they will learn to really be able to read a situation and interpret what's going on there. Uh, and it blew, blew me away when I did my training sessions, it's called visual thinking strategies. When I did my training sessions, it amazed me. I would have thought I have a good background in art. I do art myself and so on. And I, you know, I, I've always had an interest in it, but it blew me away what the other people in the room had to contribute. And actually listening to other people, you get a such more richer interpretation of the painting than if you do it by yourself. And when I teach medical students, they come into a room with me uh, in, in the hospital and they walk into a patient's room. And I want the medical students to be instantly looking at the patient in that bed and saying, is this patient comfortable? What's going 
going on with this patient, picking up the clues around the bed. So I use a lot of what I learned from visual thinking strategies when I'm asking the students to interact with patients and hopefully they're, they're, they're picking it up. That's usually trans, um, translatable, isn't it, Con? Oh, yeah, you can, I mean, you can translate it to all walks of life. Now, I still, uh, <laughs> when I'm walking down the street, I still walk across traffic lights all the time. So I'm not sure whether it's, whether it's applied in my regular life as much. But uh, I think it's, I, I think it's really useful, not just for people who are working in, in healthcare or in medicine. No, like I suppose from from my side, um, a huge personal interest of mine is uh, the whole area of leadership and culture kind of from the sport and background and obviously uh, the profession that I have um, as a job, you know, there's an awful lot of talk of culture and leadership and I suppose uh, even from a sport and sense, you always want people to lead. And But I suppose people don't really know what leadership looks like and that may be something for a podcast we can get into, but um Anything I've researched into leadership, a big value and trait of that that a lot of kind of world class leaders share is empathy. Um, and the more you can research it, it's actually very hard to to train empathy or to gain it as a value or even to recognize it as an emotion to be able to to sit with someone or, as you say, when you're when you're when your students are looking at a patient, it's um, it's kind of lost in the current generation, maybe maybe because we're we're on devices so much that we're kind of our attention span isn't there we're probably not in the moment is is, is what i'm trying to get at really interested with the whole sports side you know because uh, uh, i was uh, my coordination is very poor so I, I was never great at team sports and one of our junior doctors said to me recently that he could always tell somebody who has played team sports because they're you, you can tell how they work in a team mm. if they've played team sports before um, so it'd be really interesting to get your insights and the in the insights of some of the people you're going to talk to about uh, applying sport to wellness, you know, uh, yeah, how you live your life. Yeah, but again, it's, it's transferable too. like it's um, it's working in a group dynamic. It's, uh, as you said a moment ago, listening to other people's views in the room. Um, and I suppose it's uh, being aware enough to understand when you should listen and when you should talk. Um uh, stuff like that, yeah, I think it's very transferable, uh, especially, I suppose, like in your setting, in your job, multidisciplinary teams, you know, you've uh, you've people coming from different disciplines who have opinions and without, I suppose, shooting one down, you have to be able to listen to it, navigate through it, uh, give feedback um, and even talking sport in terms, giving feedback isn't always easy because it's not, it might not always be good feedback. So you have to, I suppose, recognize that the person you're giving it to um, is able to accept it. And then I suppose working on how you deliver that. So, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's something I'd hope we could cover further down the road with, with somebody in a more leadership position within um, a sporting organization, what or how this could be transferred again for the average Joe or someone in a sporting environment or someone who's in the environment that you are um, in multidisciplinary teams. What kind of has motivated you to do the podcast outside of, I suppose, the the elements that we've spoken about already, which is, I suppose, kind of more holistic health and investigating it. But is there any other reasons that have kind of drawn you towards this podcasting world? Well, I love a good podcast. I love a good podcast. <laughs> whenever I'm <laughs> whenever I'm walking home from work or when I'm driving down to a clinic, I always listen to a podcast. And I think if you get uh, your head into a nice juicy topic it's a really nice way of 
getting information and getting interesting viewpoints and so on you know and i love um chatting to people as well so we, we're gonna we're gonna have some good times talking to people on this podcast i'm really looking forward to some of the people we're gonna we're gonna talk to over the, over the coming weeks and i'm hoping that i'm also going to prove you wrong in a lot of your viewpoints <laughs> we have to find a world expert on creatine <laughs> to challenge you <laughs> Well, um, you've nearly convinced me on creatine actually yeah so, <laughs> yeah one nil to you there one nil yeah. to you we are you taking it? it i'm not taking it no <laughs> <laughs> it would be wasted on me um i suppose a question for both of us who do you think our listeners are if we if we get any listeners but who would you visualize as someone who is walking on the street with their headphones in who is listening to the cure podcast I think it is uh, somebody, a regular, a regular person who doesn't necessarily have any kind of medical or scientific background, who uh, is interested in picking up a little bit of information about a topic that might be relevant to them over maybe a 20 minute period. We're, we're able mm-hmm. to do kind of short, snappy podcasts where we're just going to talk to really interesting people. So anybody who's interested in uh, life in 2021, basically. Mm, yeah okay okay yeah no i'd be something similar i would like to think um uh obviously friends and relations will support and listen big brother probably <laughs> yeah my big brother my baby brother uh, my mom my dad won't listen um but yeah i would like to think those people that we have connected with through different walks of life who um maybe looking for something different or maybe looking for to tune into a conversation about a particular topic. Now, I suppose, again, we are very much hands up. We are not an expert in any particular topic that we will be discussing. Thus, why we want to discuss it and get people involved in in a discussion who know more than us and can either prove us wrong or prove me right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. We're, we're really nosy, basically. So we're, we're yeah. looking forward to talking to these people. We want to find out what their thoughts are and their opinions are about, about these things that are, you know, they're relevant to you and me going mm. about our lives, trying mm. to get through um, uh, 2021 and, and onwards uh, and stay healthy, stay well, uh, stay on top of our mental health, you know, mm. um, look after uh, look after our families, all of that. You know, so there'll be there'll be elements that will be relevant to some people that they'll be really interested in, and there might be elements that they mightn't have thought interesting, but that might uh, turn out to be turn out to go down an interesting rabbit hole. I would love if we had the time to do loads of research into true crime because they seem to be really popular podcasts. <laughs> My wife loves a good true crime podcast. I know you love a good true crime podcast, but yeah. we have to be careful. Ireland's a very small place. Somebody could be related to us who were probably. You might have to commit a true crime in order to get a really good podcast. Yeah. Um, credit where credit is due now, the Cure podcast. So to explain to our listeners, are we about five months trying to think of names? Yeah, I would say a good five months. But I think yeah. once, we, once we got the name, that was really the, the biggest hurdle cleared. Yeah. So what does the, if you want, I don't mind going first, but what does the name mean to you? Uh, you did come up with it in fairness and how or what do you hope it represents? Well, it's not it's not a cure for any specific illness. You know, I yeah. suppose um, the cure has has several different meanings. So, uh, you know, in Ireland, um, when you're kind of uh, going out and stuff, you know, you, you can have the feet of pints and you have the chat and then you have the cure afterwards, you know. Oh, so yeah. the cure isn't necessarily a medical term, yeah. uh, but it's something that is going to help you feel better uh, and it's usually associated with, uh, we talked about the talking cure, you know, so 
So cure isn't necessarily a medicine. Sometimes a cure can be food. Sometimes it can be a chat with somebody that uh, that makes you feel better. Uh, and uh, all of these topics that we're going to talk about are, are some way to help us feel and live better. Yeah. What do you think of that? No, oh, I'd agree. I, I'd be uh, like, I suppose when, I, when you first sent it through to me on WhatsApp, I was like going, well, we're not going to be able to cure anybody of anything. <laughs> but then when we spoke about it, um, but it's definitely, first of all, it's definitely the best name we came up with because like we had terrible names. Some brutal names. Yeah, yeah like oh, I don't even remember half of them, but they were desperate. But uh, um, I suppose it's short, it's snappy. Uh, I'd be hoping it would draw people in to maybe not fool them, but maybe for them to investigate, wow, like there's a medical oncologist here and an average Joe, what are they trying to cure? But I suppose you did hit the nail in the head there that again, another disclaimer, we possibly won't ever cure anything, but like a big piece for me is no matter who we get on, we get kind of like, if we're talking about sleep, that we get one to two or three key things that somebody can take away and implement the following day to either try and sleep better or try and get into a better sleep, um, I suppose, routine or habit or structure, stuff like that. So if we, if we get someone on talk about food, we kind of clear up some, some, um, some misinformation around diets. And I know uh, without getting too deeply into it, it probably affects you a little bit with patients who might come in after Googling a diet about what they should take and different or not eat and stuff. So maybe just clear that up. And again, it's not a cure, but as you said, it can help and it can uh, it can provide insights maybe that um, where there's misinformation or as our friend Donald would say, fake news going around. Um, so that, that's what it would mean for me. But um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, you're, you hit the nail in the head where we're not claiming to be able to cure anything. Well, when I think of, of, of the cure, I think of two rashers of streaky bacon in a, in a frying pan, you know. Uh, so we want people to take away two rashers of, of information with them from each podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the, that thing that they can act on that's going to make them feel a little bit better the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But we're not promoting high cholesterol or statins either. Or alcohol. Or if you're a vegan or vegetarian, we're not promoting you eat meat either. I think we're going to have a lot of disclaimers to do before we end any of these conversations. Um, look, that's great, Con. I think that was a good. That's a, a good start. It kind of um, sets out who we are, what we're about. Um, it sets out, I suppose, where we've come, uh, kind of why we're doing it as well, which I think is really important. And I know the, when we sat down to kind of plan this, we were very strong on a couple of key things, and like. You know, it's not um, it's not a podcast there to make profit or to make gain. It's a podcast to try and help whatever that looks like to somebody or to you or me. Everyone has different opinions, but it's put out there uh, with the genuine um, emphasis on trying to help people with something or, or certain topics. And again, we we have a social media presence. So like if people if there if there are things people want um, brought up or topics discussed, um you and I are very open people uh, and nosy people. So we will investigate and we will hunt down whoever could be some sort of an expert in that area and try and have a, what we're doing, having a conversation about a certain topic. Uh, like for me, it's a bit morbid. I would like to talk to somebody about debt. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just think it's very taboo in, in Ireland. And I think uh, with everything that's going on, um, some people uh, find it like, you know, you don't uh, talk ill about the dead or disrespect death or whatever. And I understand that. But I think at times there's no Latin saying, momento more, which 
translates to remember we must die. So like if yeah. this is if this it's is a taboo, isn't it? It used to be so taboo, but no. Always that tradition of the wake, but it but we're kind of drifting away a little bit from that. And there was always that expression in Ireland of a good death, and you know, mm. it's interesting to think about what does that mean. And it, it's a very it's, it's an inevitable part of life. So it is good to to think about it and, and maybe prepare for it. So yeah, 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 yeah. The one thing we haven't spoken about is COVID. We haven't mentioned the word COVID uh, during this conversation. Why is that? Why is that? Well, personally speaking, I'm coveted out of it. Um, I'm coveted as well. Yeah, you know, like, like uh, we can get into it at another time. I know um, we've been affected in some way by it. I suppose we all had to have a test after Christmas. Like I'd say many families in the country because of a, uh, we'll say a small outbreak within the family. Thankfully, everyone is healthy, but... Um, I, I just I don't know I, I find it uh, I find it very mentally tough at the moment to tune into 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 mainstream media and um, I, I don't know I don't know like I'm a skeptic about a lot of the messages that we're receiving I'm skeptical about our true numbers being reported I don't want this blown up get into the there's so much there's so much out there already about COVID now hopefully mm-hmm. some of the tools we're going to talk about will help people to cope with this this period in our lives but mm-hmm. it's about so much more than that it's about coping with all of the regular frustrations because we're always going to have frustrations even when COVID is a distant memory we're going to have um, frustrations in our lives so this is a more long-term strategy than, than just how to deal with the other thing i suppose kind of i don't know what you think but um it probably uh covid in probably a good way probably highlighted a lot of things for people do you know what i mean because a lot of people um had to spend more time together had to be at home more had to be around children more so like it might it might have highlighted i suppose for some people what they were missing and maybe a greater appreciation and i would have read a lot of articles about it about people saying you know, I read one article actually from about a guy from Tipperary. He commuted up and down to Dublin every day and he was gone every morning around half five. He was in back till half seven or night. He had no quality time with his family. And he actually, after about three or four weeks in lockdown, when he couldn't go to Dublin, he had just a whole new appreciation for spending time and having time with his children. Um, you know, I think it highlighted stuff. I didn't, obviously, it, it, it has for some people highlighted maybe difficulties Um maybe in relationships where now they are spending a lot of time with people and maybe their relationship wasn't based on that, you know, it was based on other things. Um, so like those issues and the issues we're talking about, as you said, were there before COVID, they could have been highlighted during COVID and they'll be there long after COVID hopefully is gone. Um, whenever that is, you know? So, uh, and the last thing I would say on the COVID piece is I would love to pick the brain of, somebody uh more intelligent than me again about the vaccines because there seems to be loads of different types and i would just love to have a clear in my head this particular type of vaccine what does that do like the obviously we're all familiar now the pfizer the pfizer one that's out there um blocks is the rna pathway what does that do there's four or five more coming that are different again i'd love just an explanation top line vaccines what are they which one and again i suppose being selfish um because i'm not going to be on a list and thankfully i'm healthy and everything should i hold out for a specific one uh should i take my chances not get vaccinated i'd love to talk to somebody about that as well i don't know what your thoughts are on it yeah, I think that would be great. I, I got vaccinated last week, so um, <laughs> I <laughs> I said whatever one 
is available. But it, yeah, it, the, it's interesting because I know there are people who are hesitant about the COVID vaccine. So it would be interesting to talk about what, what level of evidence is out there and uh, what are the concerns that people have and uh, how can we how can we explore those? How can we explore yeah. those? But that's going to be at a later date. That's going to be at a later date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, a common love, uh, coffee. Uh, do you think there's any room for getting somebody into talk? I don't care what to talk about as long as like we can maybe taste some coffee or do something with coffee. I would love to do a show about coffee. Absolutely. I think we should have just stuck to coffee in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, originally, that was what we were planning to do was to, to meet up over a cup of coffee. Right now, we're um, just we're remote from each other, but hopefully as time goes on, we'll be able to meet up in person. But definitely coffee is going to feature during the podcast and um, hopefully we might, yeah, we might end up doing a segment about about all the benefits of coffee. We'll, we'll just look at the benefits. We won't look at it. Oh, is this going to go out as our first podcast or not? Uh, we yeah. would see, we'll make calling it. But it was definitely great for, for clarity for us to have a more formalized conversation because uh, if it wasn't a little bit more formalized, we could have ended up talking. But it's good practice. Yeah, good practice. Thanks for that, Con. Yeah, very good. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our first episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's our first venture into podcasting, so um, bear with us while we get used to it. Um, we are delighted that our next podcast will be a two-part podcast where we will be speaking to Professor Giles Warrington on the many, many benefits of sleep and why we need to sleep more. So um, please tune in for that. We hope to have it out um, maybe next week or the week after. Uh, by all means, feel free to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Cure Podcast, and we're on Instagram with the handle Cure Podcast as well. Um, thanks again. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll speak to you all really soon.